Yes, yes, I am live right here on JRIP Radio. Oh, yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, everybody, to a live radio show. I'm your host, Moishi Grunfeld, and I am here with... Uh, yeah, here with me. Uh, Schmelke, always with you, of course. And with me. Yeah, of course, Meryl, always with you. And with me. Of course, Meryl, always with you. And uh, welcome, everyone, to another week. Next week, Bezat Hashem, we're going to have a great storyteller. Is it going to be you? No, it's not going to be me. Huh? I hope not. Why? Because you're boring. Hey, I'm, I'm not boring. That's not nice. Schmokey, that's really not nice to say. Yeah, I know. Yes, I'm very boring. Anyways, I'm right here, live from JRU Radio, and this is the Kashoni Hour, and you know our motto. Oh, you know our motto. No child rejected, no child refused. So I'm asking all children listening to my show right now, yeah, who's listening to my show anyways? What do you mean who's listening to your show? Shemalki, what do you mean who listens to your show? You don't give a show. I'm the one who gives the show over here. Yeah, yeah I thought so. Well, anyways, you know, the number to listen is 712-432-4217. Or if you want to participate in this wonderful radio show, 718 Five eight. Uh, Barrel, say it again, because Schmelke doesn't speak straight. What? I speak straight. No, you don't speak straight. Barrel, come. Okay. Seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight to participate. Okay, great. Last week we asked a riddle, and. Again. You have a blind person, and he makes a bracha and sits there. Why is that? 
answers like this. A blind person must wear tzitzit to remember the mitzvot. Also, others will notice the tzitzit he's wearing, which will also remind men, remind the people of the mitzvah. And it's important to note that we shouldn't just show our tzitzit to ourselves, but for the public to see. So that's the answer to the why the blind men may make a bracha on tzitzit, even though they don't see them. Anyways, this week's partial question. And by the way, I have a guest, 730, uh, Yankee Friedman, his name is. I thought he was special. He is special. Oh, uh, he's going to rock this house. Rock this house? Yes. How's he going to rock it? By, uh, by a cradle, of course. He's going to put me in a carriage. And no, I'm just kidding on that one. But yeah. Anyways, so this week's partial question. And then we're going to get to our mazel tovs because we have quite a few of them over here. Uh, which Pusik warns us not to be spoiled? Again. And this week's parsha, parsha's kisavoy. And this week's parsha, we have a pasuk that warns us not to be spoiled. And I'm asking you guys, which one, which one of this uh, pasuk warns us, tells us not to be spoiled? That will be the next show. Now, if you know the answer, you can text it to me. 347-927-3279. Thank you, Beryl. And, uh, of course, you can always send your Mazel Tovs to me, of course. New Kishroni Hour. That's N-E-W-K-I-S-H-R-O-N-I-H-O-U-R at gmail.com. And, of course, you can text it to JRoot Radio 347-927-8398. And I'm going to look at them. Uh, okay, on to our junior reporters we go. We don't have any. Oh, we don't have any? Okay, Shmerl. Uh, Shmelky, we don't have any junior reporters. So, let's wish our Mazel Tovs. Ready? Here we go. Mazel Tov to Yehuda Indich on the Bar Mitzvah. Mazel Tov to Matas Kohn on the engagement. Mazel tov to Shloimi Josephovitz on the engagement. And uh, please be misfollowed for Alexander Zushim and Eliza. And if you have any names to be misfollowed for, please text me, 347-927-8398 right now. Or after the show, 347-927-3279. And uh, okay, so, you know, I have this interesting, interesting story. A very interesting story. Yippee! What's the story? Well, the story is Lazo. Um, I'm gonna have to walk away for a second because I gotta walk out. No, I'm not gonna do that. But I am going to do something else. And uh, you don't want to know what I'm gonna do. What are you gonna do? Ah, what am I gonna do? That's a good question. I'm going to have to shut that down. That's number one. That's too noisy. There we go. That's much better. Yes, it is much better. Oh. I'm able to hear myself, and I'm able to see what's going on, and it's beautiful. Terrific. The story like this. The king is coming. The king is coming? Yes, the king is coming. We have the king is coming. You know, it's before Rosh Hashanah, and you know, everyone, before Rosh Hashanah, we have to think. And yes, Rosh Hashanah is the time that you have a king that comes by, not in a fancy carriage. We don't really see him, but we sense his uh, presence all the time. 
and well here's the story the king is coming the king is coming have you heard the news he's coming to visit the town what an event children we have to prepare for his arrival mommy how do we prepare for the king's visit well children to answer your question let us think for a minute what does the king more want than anything else he wants us his people to be loyal and to love him in order to prepare for his visit we have to show him that we're de how dedicated we are to him and how much we love him we have to clean fix up our homes and the town hey what about me hey Shmoky, get a move my story you're interrupting what's the matter with you <laughs> well sorry I wrong boat wrong boat what are you oh my goodness so that we are pleasing to him again so what happened, uh, what happened here is so far, before Shmelki came and interrupted my story, he, uh, the mommy came home and said, the king is coming, the king is coming, and told the children, you got to prepare for the king. And the children asked, how do I prepare? And, of course, the mother answered that we have to prepare by... Uh, Putting them in a boat. Shmoki, what's with you? I'm putting people in a boat. What's the matter with you today? I uh, nothing. Nothing's wrong with me today. Nothing's wrong with you today. Um, Shmoki, put that microphone away. I don't need two microphones. I'm gonna be too loud. Well, you can be loud. Ha <laughs> ha. Well, they can barely see me on video. Uh, that's too bad. Oh, it's not nice. Um. Anyways, so the mother said, the king is coming, and. We have to show that we're dedicated, etc. And the children ask now. Mommy, when is the king coming? Not for another month, children. Mommy, we have plenty of time to prepare. We can relax for a few weeks. Let me tell you a story, children, about another king who came to visit. There was once a king sent out a word that he was going to visit one of the outlying cities in his kingdom. The subjects were all very excited. Those who most loved the king wanted to greet him at the earliest possible moment. They went outside of the town to the road in order to catch a glimpse of the king when he first began to approach. They went outside to the town and they looked and others went out to the gates of the city to greet him. And finally, there were those who weren't so fond of the king, but they still wanted to pay their respects, show respect. So they went into the street, outside their homes, to see the king when he passed by. And that is the mushal. You know, Kindleh, this is all a mushal. There is a king coming, but it's a, indeed another king, a king that we... Uh, are uh, very fond of a king that we should be all afraid of a king that is uh, passing by into the most highest heavens and you know Kindle it's a very scary time of year it's a really really scary time of year it's Elo it's getting closer the time is ticking And the bell starts ringing right after the clock starts ringing. And it's a wake-up call. Every time I go to shul in El, in the morning, I hear the shofar. 
I hear the trumpet, the shifer, the blowing, the kia, chua, and I hear the shifer every morning. It's a wake-up call. It's a wake-up call to me. Every morning I say, wow, that shifer, oh my goodness, I have to do chuva. And every day when I wake up, I say to myself, did I do chuva yet? I'm thinking to myself, did I do chuva yet? And that's how we have to be every day of our life. At least until Rosh Hashanah, you have to think, you have to make a dimachesben of what are we going to do? It's coming. Are we prepared that it's coming? Are we prepared for Hashem to come? Are we prepared for Rosh Hashanah? He's close to us the entire month of Elo. The people who really love him will go out and meet him. The moment by beginning of doing tshuva. Others will wait for Rosh Hashanah. And finally, well, there's people who will wait and wait and wait and wait until the clock starts ticking. And the clock is starting to tick. And Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur, the bell starts ringing. And the bell is ringing on Yom Kippur. You're waking up. Unbelievable. Oh my goodness. It's my last chance to do tshuva. But wait. Uh-oh. I had the whole month of Elul to prepare. I had the whole month of Elul. And a little bit after Tishrei. A little bit after Rosh Hashanah. Ten days. Am I ready for Yom Kippur? You know, there are stories of our great leaders. Rabbi Shrov Slantas, that's all. Chafet Chaim. The Munkach who would be crying the Shabbos before Rosh And you know what? They would cry. They, they wouldn't be able to take it. it would, they, they wouldn't be under, able to say the word. Oh, well, it's so scary. It's such a scary time for them. That, that is what uh, we are discussing right now. In 14 minutes... I am going to have the pleasure to interview a friend of mine, Yitzi Friedman. Let me tell you about him a little bit, and we are going to say another thought about Rosh Hashanah, another story. Yitzi Friedman, he was a very, is a very good friend of mine. As a matter of fact, I uh, met him. Re I recently met him, and I speak to him, and he tells me, "Are you good for this week? Do you want to?" Be I am I available for this week to come to be interviewed on the phone? I said, sure. You know, I actually am looking for people to interview. That comes to remind me, Mushy is looking for junior reporters. If you want to be a junior reporter, you can text him 347-927-3279. Oh, wow, Schmelke, how did you remember that right now? Um... So what was I going to say? So Yitzhi Friedman, he's a person, a friend of mine, he's going to call in soon. Besides being a person who wants to be a singer, he's not a singer yet. He's new to Jewish music, but he's an excellent, I believe, an excellent drummer. And when he calls on that phone, I'm going to pay all due respects to him because he really is a special person, a sweet person. A person who uh, told me at the last minute that he will be willing to interview since I didn't have anybody 
And, you know, it is, for me right now, it is very hard. I've been doing and trying and trying very hard to get people to be interviewed on my show. And it's, you know, sometimes it's I have people. Sometimes I don't have people, which is okay by me because, you know what? I'm a storyteller. And he can interview himself. Um, technically, I prefer not to interview myself, Schmelke, because if I did interview myself, it would be a very boring show. Uh, really? Why? What would you do? Uh, Schmelke, we are not discussing that. We, uh, let's discuss about Junior Reporter, a little bit about Junior Reporter. Boys and girls, there is a certain amount of things what we could talk about when you're a junior reporter. There's, uh, we have uh, amazing things what to talk about. Talk about Chachamim. Talk about, you know, the first thing I'm going to ask you, though, is a question what you're learning on school. So, if you're not learning anything in school, which I hope everybody is learning everything in school. What are you learning in school? That's exactly what I'm asking. Uh, what are they learning in school? What, that's exactly what I'm asking. What, what are you learning in school? What am I learning about in school? <laughs> Schmelke, what do you want to know? Well, I'm, I'll tell you what I'm learning about. I'm learning right now about uh, Chumash. Oh, you're learning Chumash? Yeah, learning Chumash. You're an adult and you're learning Chumash. <laughs> Schmelke, what's so funny about that? You're making me feel bad. You're making me feel like a, a dirt. I was a garbage dirt. That is not nice. I uh, learned Kumash because the Torah says that I need to learn Kumash. And it's a amazing thing to learn Kumash. It's an impressive thing and it's a really great thing to learn Kumash. Uh, Anyways, I am trying to set myself my email over here. Looking at my email to see what is going on. Okay. Oh. So, JRU Radio just now got a text. That's wonderful. Okay, I'm going to read the text right now. Okay, JRU Radio, and let's read the text. Okay. Yeah, so anyways, right now I'm live for those who are uh, joining right now. Um, so I am live right now and JV radio. And, uh, so let's talk about, uh, let's talk about continuing talk about, uh, Rosh Hashanah. Uh, uh, Nisim, can you read some of the texts that you have over there? If you have any. One minute. Nisim just came, so, uh, we're going to give him a little bit of a break. Don't give him any breaks. He doesn't need the breaks. He works all day long. That's why he needs a break, because he works all day long. Um, so anyways, let's go back here to my story. Um, it was the day before Rosh Hashanah. Uh, anybody listening to me? No. Nobody listening to me. Please be Miss Malel for Moshe Yitzhak Ben Chava. Boys and girls, Moshe Yitzhak Ben Chava just came up. Shalema to him, and uh, and this is the story. The in this show, uh, if you sponsor the show, it will be more of a kazook for us. 
more of a refusalema. I'm guaranteeing that he's going to have refusalema if you're going to donate twenty-five dollars to Shimon uh, Okay, great. And uh, we anybody have else who talking has about a winner? What? Who's the winner? We don't, we don't have any uh, winner because oh. nobody answered my question last oh, week. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we don't have any winners. So if you want to uh, answer my questions, I'm going to ask the question at the end of the show. So so this is a, uh, he's going to be calling in, by the way, uh, 7.30 sharp. Uh, Yitzhak Friedman, his name is. Okay. I, yes. Uh, Nisim is yes, my boss. boss. So it was the day before Rosh Hashanah in Bartichev. Why not in Cheskiyahu? Because Cheskiyahu is a name Shmelki. So it was the day before Rosh Hashanah, and you know it was very holy. Bartichev, each heart was running with the thought that you know Rosh Hashanah. They're scared. The balance sheet of the good deeds and the bad deeds, and. Everybody found themselves in the red, meaning they found themselves uh, too much bad. Too much time was wasted each time. They found themselves, they didn't have enough time to study Torah. Perhaps more could have been helped to help the poor. How much of it was given from the pure of the heart? How much did we give of our own heart? What about all that loose and sometimes even gossips that we did? All that wash and hot ha that we did? I guess, Marty. No, I'm Ashkatusi. Okay, anyways. Hashem only knows how many misdeeds, large and small, have accumulated during the year. It's, it's the time to get smart. Well, Baruch Hashem for the slichis, for the slichot. Here's a chance. To pour out to your heart, to pray, to Davin, pray. The last opportunity to turn to Hashem with real supplication. And actually, this month of Shabbat, this month of Shabbat, we read, we read Slichot. Some people get up at 1 o'clock in the morning, and uh, I know Chaim Berlin does 725. To and I know Sfardim have been doing that this whole month. They've been doing it throughout El, throughout this whole month El, and it's 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 a very uh, scary time. Um. Anyways, before the year is over, and all the Bunchlam will understand to forgive. Such were the thoughts of the uppermost in everybody's people in their minds in Bertitsha. Now. They came from the bed to the shul for the slichas of the Bris. And it was still very dark outside. The sun's in the rise didn't rise yet. It was hours away. They did not wait for the shamash to wake them this time of year. As they woke up quickly to the shul, ran quick to the ear, the fresh air, right, the air that you feel outside, they now met the shamash going to his beef, knocking on the windows. Holy people, rise, come to shul. Arise to shul. The narrow streets were soon filled with old, young people and boys of all ages. Many went to the mikveh and came out to feeling and inspired. There are many visitors in Petitia 
who came to spend the days in the for with the Rebbe, Rebbe Levi Yitzchak Abedichev, and they made their way to the Rebbe's house and to make, walk with him to shul. As they approached the Rebbe's home, they saw him at the door on his way out. They were amazed to see that he was holding a basket from which was a slim neck that there was a vodka bottle sticking out in that basket and a very smelly, freshly baked kichelech and fresh herring. What? They were thinking to themselves, what on earth is going on here? What is the Rebbe doing with these? They wondered. And they followed him into respectful distance and silence and they approached the shul. The windows blazed with the light. Now one could see through the windows that the shul was already crowded with worshippers, with people who were there, waiting for the Rebbe. But the Rebbe went past the shul. Followers were wondering, what is going on? Where is he going? Where is the Rebbe? Is he so engrossed in his Torah? Is he so focused on his Torah that he doesn't know where his shul is? What's going on? Well, on, the, on and on, the Rebbe went. Excuse me. The rabbi, the Rebbe, was, went to a large inn, and his followers were close behind, and he entered the inn. The large hall of the inn was filled with the smell of stale tobacco and empty vodka bottles. On the floor of the dimly lit hall lay people who were drunk. They were sleeping like sardines, farmers, traders, any of them snoring. Are you getting too bored, my sheep? Nope, I'm not getting too bored. This is a very exciting story, and it's very scary. The Rebbe bent over to a sleepy man whose tzitzit was showing, with his uh, yarmulke hanging precociously on his head. He was drunk. A bundle of bones together by a pale skin. Gently, the rabbi woke him. The Rebbe woke him with me. Rabbi Ed, his throat is dry. You must have been snoring too long. Wake up. I take a gulp at this schnapp that I bought. And this fresh herring and kichelet. He had opened his eyes wide in amazement. Threw a glance at the refreshments, but... What's... Oh my goodness. I don't know you, my friend, but you... You have no... Uh, Hashem in your heart? I would drink a mashka before washing my hands? What's the matter with you? You must be joking. The Rebbe moved on to the next sleeping person, to this next sleeping Yid. He shook him gently by the shoulders. But the reply was the same. And the Rebbe went to the third, to the fourth person. The fifth, the Rebbe bent over to the uh, people sleeping. Ivan, do you want some schnapp and some refreshments? And this guy said, Ivan, he woke up quickly. Schnapps. He said, and he gulped down the glass of vodka in one shot. And he licked his lips. <laughs> Thanks, pal. And when no more was coming, he turned over on his side. I was too sorry. <laughs> and the Rebbe moved on to the next farmer. Stefan, do you want a drink? And of course, Stefan woke up. And uh, until the basket was empty. All was quiet after the Rebbe lifted his eyes to, uh, to heaven to the Rebbeinu Look at your children. Yaakov gets up in the morning. Your Yitin, they get up in the morning at the first door. What are they thinking about? 
they're not thinking about the drink that I'm going to give them, even though they're so drunk. They're not drinking. They're not drinking anything. They're saying, I have to wash my hands. My hands are tumble. But the other people, Aesop's Aesop's hands, what are they looking forward to do? They're looking forward to drink. And uh, is he uh, calling in now? Yeah. And believe it or not, the story is over. And uh, uh, yes, that's yeah. Is that Yitzi Friedman? All right. And I believe we have our guest right now. Uh, Hello. Yitzi Friedman. Yes. How yes. are you? Yes, uh, Rev Yitzhak Freeman. Uh, well, uh, I don't know if you're a Rev, but uh, okay. So, anyway, Far from it. Tell us. <laughs> tell, uh, tell us, number one. Yeah, you know, you're so, you made a new song. How did you feel when you composed your new song? Uh, second of all, first let us hear what is the song name? That's number one. Nobody knows about, you know, I know you were on Nachas Talent. Nobody knows even about what is Nachas Talent. Nobody even knows about you. So first, let's say. Oh, okay. Nisim wants to add something. Go ahead, Nisim. No, no. Just uh, slowly, slowly. <laughs> you just bombard him with, with question. He didn't let him to breathe, and then let him answer. That oh, you want him to breathe? Uh, uh, let, Take let a deep him breath. Represent himself. <laughs> uh, it sounds very nice and sounds very young. So let's let's hear from him what what is all about. All what right. Is, what is Friedman? Is the connection to uh, Benny Friedman? No, not at all, actually. Okay, so let, let's hear, what, what was the song that you composed? What was the name of the song? Tell us a little so about the, it. So the one that I did for Nachos Talent was called Vayosha. Um, it was a piece that I kind of came up with on the spur of a moment. And I was just blown away by the trila. I was reading it one day and I just came up with a tune to it. Um... It's not the only song I've composed, but I think it's the only good one that I've composed. But, yeah, that was something I did. And what really got me to do it, to join the talent show, because I was unsure, was um, one of my friends, his sister died. And I decided I'll dedicate it to her, and I'll make it public, so to speak. So that was why I did it. Wow. So, right. That was a very, it was a really inspiring thing that you did. Um, so, yeah. Uh, number one, two. Ha <laughs> Do we have to ask that on air? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want to answer that. All right. What was the second question? Another question. Okay. So, all right, uh, what inspired you to uh, go into the music career? So, I started working in, and I still do, by the way, I'm a teacher, a, a student intern in a public school, and I was very into and um, trying to become an educator, and I saw how much people lit up by music, not necessarily Jewish music. I loved Jewish music as a kid and whatnot, but I saw how music really changes a person's life, and that kind of touched me in a way to try to go into it a little bit. Right. 
That's interesting. Um, so do you, did you take uh, voice lessons? Did, uh, no, not at all. Not at all. And you just started like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was always singing as a kid. You know, I was always into singing. But so when did you start? Were you in a choir? Were you? No, <laughs> I was not in a choir. I was in uh, the choir in the day camp that I went to. I don't know if that counts or not. But <laughs> any choir counts, yes. Yeah, but I wasn't really into it. I was just like, oh, this is sounds like fun, so I'm gonna get into it a little. That was when I was a kid, but now it took a different meaning on me. Okay, so uh, you do drum, right? You drum? I do drum. Yeah, okay. That was actually my friends have math. Um, got me into that. We were neighbors for a very long right, time before exactly I moved out to this rock way. I was going to ask you, how did you start drumming? And what got you into it? So, I was always into singing, and Jeff got me into drumming. Um, I was in his house a few months ago. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Jeff, but he has a page of his own original Jewish music. Amazing, amazing composer himself. Um, but he really got me into it. Um, he, I saw him drumming in his videos and I really saw how it could add to spruce up the song drumming. Uh, when I was younger, I actually used to get guitar lessons, but I wasn't really into guitar. I wanted something a little bit more lively and drums seemed to uh, fill, fill the build. Uh-huh. So, do you uh, another question? Do you plan on uh, putting out a uh, yeah a, a, a uh, original Jewish music? We were just talking about you, by the way, and uh, thanks for joining. Uh, we I have uh, Yitzi Friedman on the phone here. Um, so, uh, the, another question I wanted to ask: Are you going to uh, want to do this as a uh, you know join a band? Uh, maybe, maybe. Um, I definitely want to get my music out there. Um, I've been talking to a few people about getting out there. I don't know how that's going to work. Um, it's still a work in progress. How many years you're doing this drumming? It sounds like, because when I watched you drum, it, it uh, sounded, I'm not going to say 100% professional, but it sounded professional. Maybe two to three months. That's it. Two to three months, and, it, uh, and uh, you're playing professionally. It's a really it's impressive. So, so I'm very into freestyle drumming, which is I listen to the song. I see what beats and that original Jewish music, I'll mention you again, um, is kind of the same way. But he's a little bit more, I would say, um, professional in the sense that he'll stick to the key, I'm more freestyle. I like to listen to the song, see on the spot really what beats I think will work. And the first time I really did a thought out beat was on Vyosha. That was the first time I really sat down and tried to figure out with Zev what drum beats would work for that particular video. So are you currently working on an other song? I mean, I compose all the time, but yeah, I'm trying to work on another song. Um, it's a work in progress. 
Um, it's called Jewish Time. It's kind of a satire kind of song where it discusses um, how some Jews like to be on time. Most Jews are usually late on certain things, but we somehow manage to get along even though we have different values. And it's definitely a work in progress because English songs are definitely not my skill set. I'm much better with a Hebrew song. And to write down lyrics, I'm more of a spur-of-the-moment kind of guy, so it's proving to be difficult. So it's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. So what, what can you tell, uh, you know, they're, 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 I'm based on talent. What, what talent, you know, how, how did, I know this is drumming, is a great way to use your talent, but you said you only learned two or uh, three months ago? Yeah. Three months ago. So when you, I guess when you were younger, you played keyboard. I played guitar when I was younger. Guitar, oh. And a little Casio. Um, I still play a little keyboard. I am not particularly good at it, but I don't know. I just fell in love with drums. Is he, yeah, okay, so you're basically a, a, a drummer. So yeah. That, what can you tell the kids? That- They say they're not into music, but uh, and deep, deep down, they probably will be if they uh, put their uh, a little bit of um, talent to it. So, what, what can you tell these kids about, uh, you know, how to use their talents in the way that uh, you have? I would say, as one has a talent, and you just gotta find it, and that may take some time. But I would say that to sink in your heart and don't be afraid to. Show the world what you're about, and maybe you'll just get somewhere. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's what I would say, coming uh-huh. from both an education st- and coming from an education standpoint, I would add that music is a great way to calm us down when there's a lot of stress. But I would say it's a healthy way to calm down from stress, and it's definitely something that I would encourage. Decent, you have a question, right? Yeah, what about the neighbors with the drumming? <laughs> so, I'll tell you. Um, I tried bringing the drum set into my house, and my parents weren't going to have it. So, the drum set that I actually used is my friend. I'll mention him again, Zeb Original Jewish Music. Whenever I come by his house, I use his drum set. Um, he's very nice about it. And I'm still hoping to get one of my own. Because I know it's a big issue for my child, for my children. Yeah, yeah. The neighbor, the neighbor complained. Listen, your kids play drums. They used to play, but the neighbor, the neighbor, the neighbor just complained. What do you need to have a a room that uh, you know flexible to drumming? You know, what type of a room would be good? Yeah, but you need a bunker. (laughs) I would say you need a room where no one else is around, soundproof. And no one else will complain, from your family to your neighbors. That I would say, something that your family won't complain about the noise, which I don't currently have. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's, we're talking to uh, Yitzhak Friedman, and Yitzhak Friedman, for those who don't know, he's new to the Jewish music, and hopefully he's going to continue doing what he's doing. He's uh, he came out with a, a very beautiful song, and. Uh, 
uh, unfortunately I can't hear it now because I don't know uh, it, it's uh, I don't know where it's uh, at and where to go to find it so is it only on uh, is it only on the internet or it's in YouTube it's on Alcas talent you could also find it hold on give me a second I are you able to see your text I can um, send you a link. Send us the three four seven. Two of them might be send easier to get. Send your uh, text three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight, and Nisa will read it. And I, I'll make, if it's a link, you send me the link. I'll put it on. Three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. Right. Thank you, Nisa. Um, another uh, thing, God, I wanted to ask you about. Since you drum, so. Uh, you are you near your drum set now? This way we can hear a little uh, about a you know a little about what it, what is. I am not near it at all. I wish I could. Uh, I'm not near it at all. I'm being perfectly honest. I'm not near it at all. Uh -huh. <laughs> so you said you played guitar. I play a little guitar. How, how I, many? Uh, what got you into guitar? So I got I had guitar lessons as a kid. Okay. What's the number that you want me to send it to? Can you repeat? Three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. Three four seven. Three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So fine. So that's the talk about the guitar. How did you get into keyboard? So I used to have a Casio as a kid too. And I don't really play either anymore, but I, I still like to play keyboard from time to time. So when you, when you play the drums, what's your, you know, what's the feeling you get when you play a musical instrument? Oh, you know, I, I, I want the kids to know, you know, like, uh, the, what, what do you, people feel about when they sing about one day? Oh, it's very short, it is a very short clip, right? I kind of feel like I'm letting my anger out in a healthy dose, and I also kind of feel like I'm enjoying it at the same time, you know. It's really exciting hearing something come to life, and I think the drums really do that, whether it's an electric drum set, a regular drum set, or even a bongo drum. It's something that really comes to life. Uh -huh, wow. <laughs> we, I actually heard a little bit of your clip out there. <laughs> but it's very short. It's like a really short clip to that. Uh, so it's a short clip. Um, I'm definitely trying to. You, I, you would have to lengthen it to make it uh, out there. So I do have a longer version. Oh. I just didn't put it out there yet. Oh, okay. Because when I was sending it to Nachav's talent, they had a capacity of a minute. Right, a minute, yeah. That I know. So, uh, so what you, you do we get it out? attacks yeah but that's a short little uh, he's uh, it's only a minute that's yeah right so uh whenever you come out with your uh, the longer version yeah then uh, we uh then uh well, we would uh, love to have let's get back into the music as uh as a uh, uh you know you're starting to be a singer right you're not a singer yet and not a singer yet, but I've sung all my life. So you're you want you're a wannabe singer. When you sing, what what goes to, uh, you know to be uh, 
What what goes through their mind to uh, inspire you know? I think it's a, uh, I think it's more from the heart. Take much thought for it to happen. I think uh, the thinking comes from the heart and connects to others, and I think that's really what inspires myself and inspires others. And when I was going through a tough time when I was younger, that really helped me get it get it through. Get myself through these tough times. Okay. Wow. So that was Yitzhak Freeman. Yitzhak, oh, do you have any uh, end words to inspire the children before Rosh Hashanah? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. inspire them. Uh, <laughs> any last words before we? Uh... Um, I think that's your department. But I'll just say thank <laughs> no, you for having me on. Last words for you, you know, like, uh, you, do you have anything to, uh, you know, like, uh, about them using their talent or something? So, I'll say, I recently did a cover on my Instagram, it's like a 30-second clip, of Anila Dodi from Noah Solomon, uh, who's from Safam, which is a uh, Jewish rock band, I guess how you would describe them. Um, one of the things that spoke to me about that song in general is that it, it really helped me connect to the idea of Elo, uh, having um, Hashem in your life. And I think music really brings that out from you. If you have good intentions in your heart, music will bring it out. Fifty-three seconds. Okay, so fine. Thank you very much for having me, and I guess this is goodbye. Okay, we have your music on right now, so. All right. All right. Okay, so I'm going to hang up. Right. Gonna right. Okay, I'm going to wish you a have a great year. Thank you for being on, and uh, I really appreciate it. At the last minute, I'm willing to uh, do it. Nathan, do you want to uh, have him a last word? <laughs> no, Nathan. Same to you. Okay. All right. So, yeah, that was Yitzhak Friedman, everyone. And if you want to call him right now, I am going to take a call, two or three calls right now, if you have a partial question that you want to add on my partial questions, because otherwise I'll be going because I am already eager to go. Why are you so eager to go? You're never so eager to go from your show, Mushy. What happened to you? <laughs> what, what happened to me? Oh, my goodness. I'll tell you what happened to Melky. What happened was... I have to do an errand. Uh, anyways, Nisim, you know, yeah. this, I, I, I love ending up my show. You remember last week, thank you, Hashem, from... Uh, we never got a chance to uh, have that. Thank you, Hashem, from... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Joey Newcomb, uh, of, of, of my favorite, uh, a really favorite song. 
So why don't tell me before? Let me just. <laughs> I did not tell Nissan before. And before we, the so, before the song goes on, this week's Parsha question. What is going to be? Well, okay. So this week's Parsha question, which Pusik? We want to know what Pusik warns us not to be spoiled. And if you know the answer, please text it into me. 347-927-3279 to be in a raffle. And actually, I actually do have my own prizes. Not sponsored by J-Roo Radio. And no, it's not a Naki Radio. It's something else that I am willing to ship out. And, uh, and if you guys, of course, want to sponsor my show, you can always sponsor and you can advertise with me. I charge very cheap. I charge $10 an hour. Ten dollars. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nisa says, "No way, no way." Oh, pay the electricity. Oh, uh, also, Nisa, are we? Who are we looking for? You said we are looking for We're somebody. Looking, uh, very. I'm uh, looking for interesting. I don't know. It's definitely not it, a Kishoni. We need a Kishoni person. Very Kishoni. Very talented. And I, I really I think that it can be a male, a female. You know, that can be in charge and of our news, news, new. Headlines, Wait you know, a minute. basically. Lisa, did, I, did I say Mazel Tov to you yet? Hold on. I don't know. I no. I, I. How can I? You know what, boys and girls. I. I'm. I'm leaving right now. I'm embarrassed. I. You know, Kindleh, boys and girls listening to this, this show right now. Nisim just had an engagement of his daughter, uh, a few days ago, and he tell lets me know. He tells me, you know, mentioned this on your show, and you know what. Guess I, what? I forget <laughs> all about it. And you know what I feel like now? What do you feel like? I feel like you, Smokey. I feel silly. That's right. That's what I feel. So, boys and girls, without further ado, this has been the Kishwani Hour. And if again, if you want to advertise, and if you, as Nisim said, if you want to be a news reporter, we even, you know what? News we want to. We need, we look at a person, you know. Even you know, you know, if you know, you you know, if you're a Zaidi, even Zaidi, you know. Even or, if you're uh, a grandpa, Bobby, yeah, a grandma. That want to be. A great-grandfather. Take, take upon yourself a big project. Really big project is a news. Uh, news yes. and J-Roo. J-Roo Radio News. J-Roo Radio News. And it will be clean. And we are opening up the J-Roo Radio News every hour. No, it's gonna, no. You'll be able to report your yeah. news. And the news now. No, no right. right. Only good news. And only good news, and, right. This is like a Jewish news. <laughs> And very important, really. And yeah. we, we're working okay. with all the rabbis and everything. So if you know somebody right. uh, that are really interesting, you know, we are really uh, open to the idea. Thank so you. This has been the Katrini Hour. I'm sorry to leave you, boys and girls. Until next week, Rafael Shachter follows me. Uh, does Rafael Shachter follow me? Yes. Okay. And thank you, Hashem. And, and thank, thank you, you, Hashem, by uh, Joey Newcomb, without further ado. Thank you, everybody. Have a great Shabbos, everyone. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem.